Welcome to another episode of Discover St. Cloud, Florida. I'm Kristen McCary, and I'm here with your host, Janine Corcoran, broker for Corcoran Connect, a real estate company. And it is that time of the month again where we're going to tell you what happened in May of 2022 in the real estate market. And that's right. And so we're going to start off with our zip code 34769. So we had um, 43 sales. And out of the 43 sales compared to last month at 41 in April. Right? Yep. yep. So pretty even for yep, three, four, seven, even. six, nine. Yep. And what happened in, in uh, overall price per square foot and how are we looking compared to last month? So single stories came out. We had 33 single stories and price per square foot was about 233 compared to that two, went up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it was 221, almost 222 last in yeah. April. So, so, so that went um, up a bit. Yep. And then we had 10 um, two stories and that one came in about 190 a square foot. And that one went up too? Yep. That one went mm-hmm. up. It was 170. 74.55 in April so that went up you know uh what $15 a square foot still yeah, so yeah. so that's pretty three, good four, seven, six, nine. seeing some nice uh price increase that's action right. there Which that includes all of downtown St. Cloud um so yep, that's, that's like the nice. state streets yep, and stuff like that yeah awesome and then, we, and then we move on to of course our busy zip code um three four seven seven one and we had 102 sales um in the month of may um compared to 71 sales in april so So. seven seven one is really going crazy there i you know i didn't i i I know you hate this when i do this were there a lot of new construction is that like (laughs) do you think that would have um skewed it yeah well i should i should probably pull yeah they're quite a bit yeah yeah 21 22 yeah there are quite a bit yeah that's kind of what i thought only because um i'm thinking that whole area that whole area is building up and if and if their fiscal year was anything uh you know like if it's getting close to ending (laughs) and and don't forget that that you have overflow from like nona too oh yeah yeah you cross that border and these prices go high in orange county yeah but um so what do we have in terms of um pricing for three four seven seven one so three four seven seven one we had 61 single stories at 237 a square foot and and uh, 41 two stories at 189 a square foot compared to uh, single stories last month um, were two almost two, yeah 249 almost 250 right yep and then um, so that was a little bit of a decrease for yeah, this month was. but and then two stories 188.67 so 189 so it's about the same yep. about the yep. same so well, looking good in 34771. Yes, it really is. And so for 34772, um, this month we had, in May of 2022, we had 62 sold um, compared to April of 2022, we had 43. So again, a lot more listings sold in May mm-hmm. of 2022 compared to um, April of 2022. And so um, your three, your, we had 38 one-story homes sold at 218 a square foot, almost 219. And last uh, in April, they were at 230, just about 236 a square foot. So again, a little bit of decrease on the uh, one-story um, homes. But the two stories um, this month, there were 24 two-story homes sold in May of 2022 at uh, 182.52 a square foot. And in April of 2022, we had 15 two-stories at 192 a square foot. So um, a little bit of decrease total in 34772. But I will say, like, personally watching that particular area, I feel like they, like, went... There were quite a few months that their increases were much more than every other increase yeah, in the area so like yeah. they're they were you know they kind of went hot uh quite a bit um pretty early so 
Um, and you get, you get and and a lot still, of them, you get a lot more land out that way too, on the manor and right. things like that. So. Absolutely. So there's definitely so many different variables with that in terms of price per square foot. Yeah, um, it's just a guy, just guideline, just right. kind of get overall because I know people ask that all the time. Right. You know, the, just kind of want to monitor what the yeah. prices are, but the best the best thing to do is compare apples to apples, right? Oh, and look at houses that are actually similar to yours, um, especially when we're being as general as a zip code. But it's kind of nice to see what overall trends are, are happening in um, zip code. But if you have any questions about a particular community, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Community, you know, just do your neighborhood, your house against someone else. You know, so it's this way an appraiser would do it. So. Right, absolutely. Give us a call. You can reach us at one eight four four St. Cloud S-T-C-L-O-U-D. Um, we'd be happy to give you a price on your house and mm-hmm. kind of give you an idea of what you're looking for. Um, so then we'll move on out to 34773. That includes like the Harmony, Hollapaw, Basically mm-hmm. everything up until Brevard County. <laughs> well, yeah, really, most most of it most of it happened in um, in in Harmony, Harmony West. You know, so right. um, interesting that. Well, we did single family homes, so right. You know, anything else falling beyond that wasn't included. Right. So we had um, nineteen homes total, mm-hmm. and so we had sixteen single stories at one ninety eight forty two square foot, and two stories at um, one sixty eight compared to. Um, uh, single stories last month were 198, weren't they? 198, yep. 42. Yep. Okay, and two stories were 176. So um, this month was higher in single stories. Last month was this month was lower than in last month. Yeah. Two stories. Yeah. Yep. Um, so again, it's all kind of over the board. But you know, what are you seeing in terms of um, you know? properties like what what are you seeing in the market right now um with your listings and kind of what's selling what's the sweet spot you know are, are there any changes or houses are you still getting 20 30 40 offers on a house you know like what's kind of what's your take in the real estate industry right now what it's like so not not seeing unless you're in the sweet spot for me the sweet spot is for 400 450 is what i feel is a sweet spot and that has changed you know since last year which was in the Upper threes, right. you know, three seventy-five, <laughs> right, or three fifty to three seventy-five. So now it's uh, four hundred to four fifty. So, so still seeing multiple offers in those type of situations um, in most areas, even in Orlando. Um, but once you get past like the five hundred mark or past the four seventy-five mark, then it definitely, um, you know, you're just waiting for that one offer. Then we're not seeing as as you know multiple offers in that situation. So right. typically the 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 more expensive homes do take longer to sell. Right. And so now they seem to be staying on the market a little bit longer. Right. Um, to more to more traditional market. Yeah, like that wasn't... Yeah, it's nothing to be afraid of or anything like that. I do feel like the mar- market's flattening a little right now. We just right. came out of Memorial Day and, you know, it's a week after and, you know, it just feels flat. Right. You know what I mean? But not by any means, you know, not a down market, not a... Oh, we're going to have a crash or anything like that. You know, I'm not a naysayer. Chris and I argue about this all the time. She calls me a pessimist and I just say I like to be realistic. I just like to look at all the facts and, you know, figure out like our incomes keeping up with prices of houses and, you know, so. Her sister asked last night at the house, she says, mom, so when is the market going to crash? And I said, so Lauren, if you want to talk about crashing the market, talk to your sister. If you want to want to find out what's going on in the market, is the market adjusting? Talk to me. And she goes, "Oh, okay. What was the word she used? I don't know. She, do she didn't say crash. And she turned to me. She said, "Okay, mom." She goes, uh, "When is the when is the market adjusting or something right. like that?" You know. I so. think she threw whatever word you said back at yeah, you, like to, yeah. "Okay, what's your what's your opinion?" We've always been on opposite sides in terms of that, you know. Um, just for me as a person, I like to judge things on like 
sustainability, right? Like I've been saying for the whole past year, I'm like, I do, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I get that the market's doing what it's doing and I get the whole, you know, supply versus demand and some people have money to bring to the table, but sustainably, like that's going to run out at some point. And then people aren't going to be able to afford to like overbid on houses. And so what happens at that point? And I think there's so many different factors that like, it's too soon to tell. I'm not trying to say like, oh, we're going to have a 2008 crash because I don't think that kind of thing no. is going to happen. Um, it's not the same conditions in terms of lending. And a lot of people are still sitting on a lot of equity. Um, you know, it's the newer buyers that just bought at the top of this market that maybe overextended themselves, but they really were faced with no other choice. A lot of people are faced with no other choice too. You could pay $3,500 a month in rent or you can buy a house and pay maybe 3000 in a mortgage and maybe both are uncomfortable, but like... <laughs> You're going to own the house. <laughs> right. What do you, you know, so anyway, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, things play out after a hot market. It's always curious to see how it plays out long term because the last time I bought was in November of 2006, right? And so, of course, everybody talks about the real estate crash of 2008, but we were one of the first appraisals in our community to have trouble appraising. It came in short, like $500. It wasn't a big deal, but like, you know, that was kind of like when things leveled. So I'm not saying that like, you know, we've got like the bottom dropping out. Cause again, I bought a house in, in <laughs> April of 2022. So like, of course I don't want to be pessimistic, but I know, I think do, I do th- feel like the winds of change are out there in terms yeah. of like, you know, things have kind of settled down. And we've also seen, as you can see with the numbers in the sales, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot more houses flooding the market. So we were dealing with a lot of what was fueling it too, was the whole inventory shortage. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I mentioned um, to you a little while ago that the, um, I'm seeing a change even in the builder's behavior. Behavior, Right. You know what I mean? And, and it's interesting because about a month ago, I had a conversation with um, one of my sellers and he's heavy, heavy in commercial. That's what they do, build, you know, buy the big, you know, just like the developers. Right. And um, he noticed key indicators on his. He said the market's doing a little, yep. you know, changing a little bit, you know, and, and then it usually, it follows us like, right, you know, like, you know, right behind it. So what we're seeing from the builders is we get uplate, uh, weekly updates from the builders. It's always been, here's our list, you know, send your buyer in and, and, and the house is going to be ready and put in your best offer. So they were doing kind of like what we do in resales, like here's our house, come get it, give us your best offer. But now um, we're seeing the emails come in and they're like, um, we have these inventory homes. These are available, ready to move in for your buyer. We'll even give them closing costs. We'll even give you a bonus. Like right. all of a sudden that wind's changing a little bit because they've been building, building, trying to keep up with it. Right. And now they ha- they're starting to get the inventory, but there aren't, even though it's still a seller's market, you know, right. like you said, a lot of, mo- a lot of buyers, you know, kind of pulled away and said, I'm going to wait with the interest right. rates going up. Well, and that's just it. Like, you know, cause I had this, I had a couple of uh, friends that have been in the market looking and they're at the beginning of the year, they were like pressed. They were like, I got to find a house. I got to find a house. I got to find a house. And then they had no choice but to renew their lease. And so they took on that increase in rent. But now they're like, well, hey, you know, let me just see what happens over the next six, eight months mm-hmm. because I'm already in the lease anyway. So might as well just take off. my time. The pressure's off. The, mm-hmm. That whole urgency to move isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then, of course, we are. I, I mean, I know I've been really busy with real estate listings lately. Everybody seems to be listing. So I do think that our inventory shortage is kind of evening itself out. Um, and we are seeing a little bit of that plateau. And I'll be interested to see how things, you know, pan out over the next year or whatever. Because I think at the end of the day, like inflation is still ridiculously high and so it's hard to see like that houses would crash and you'd get a five hundred thousand dollar house for a hundred and fifty thousand like you did in 2008 to 2010 you know what i mean like i don't think that that's no it's gonna happen they just it's not gonna happen so um but you know i am definitely way more pessimistic in terms of like you know we should have a little (laughs) little 
little image above us, half full glass, yeah. half. I mean, half no. full, half empty. No, she says half full. I said there's a half a glass of water, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't say it's half empty. It's a half a glass. Unless I watch somebody drink from it, then it's half empty. So, um, And I, I think, too, that you're, you know, if you, this is my own personal opinion, but I feel like if you're going to get a deal, you're going to get it somewhere between Thanksgiving and the end of the year. Not in the 55 and older because the snowbirds are down. Right. But in, I think, just in our, our normal you know, our regular resale market, that that's where um, people that have to get out during those months are pressed to get out. And there aren't as many people traditionally looking over that. Even even the past two years with COVID, that, that time, Thanksgiving right. to the end of the year, is just, uh, I always think that's a good time to buy a house. Or right. get, a, get a deal where the sales are more flexible. Right, absolutely. And that's honestly, that's how we lucked out and, and bought new. And so, I mean, that's even true. You know, we kind of talked about this before, but like off air, but um, I think that, for buyers that are still on the fence that still want to buy, um, because there's, you know, there's always going to have been a better time to buy a house. Like who could ever put their finger on the exact moment that it's going to be the best time to buy a house. I think owning a house is still a really important thing in somebody's life. Um, and, and for me personally, the difference in the level of stress that I felt from having housing security, you know, living as a renter, even though we made a lot of money and like we, you know, whatever, like our needs for our family to finally be able to get to the point where we could buy a house. I have been so much less stressed and I don't really care if the market, if I lost half my value in my house tomorrow, I really don't care because I don't have to worry about, am I going to get my lease renewed? Is my rent going to go up $500 a month? Am I going to have to find a new place to live? Are they going to sell it? Like I lived with that for so many years that like buying a house is still really important and I don't regret buying it now. Um, no matter what happens, you know, in the market. And I think that revisiting those new builds is important for buyers that maybe are on the fence and have kind of felt the same way that I have. Because for me personally, like, you know, the feeling of like having housing security is like... And for the girls too, just having uh, the fact that they can paint the room, do whatever they want. Now it's their own. It's a house. Right. It's just a different type of feeling. I know. They keep asking me to hang stuff on the walls and I'm still, I still like, I'm like, no, don't put... And I'm like, oh, I guess you can hang stuff on the walls here. (laughs) You want your wall black, no problem. (laughs) Go ahead, whatever. We'll paint it later. We'll be here for a few Um, years. (laughs) But yeah, so that's how we honestly, we lucked out by going to a builder, like you said, it was literally between Christmas and New Year's. I think we signed the contract on the 28th of December. We really lucked out with somebody had canceled and we were able to purchase an inventory home. And, and then we, the interest rates went up from then right. till when you actually closed. And then your interest rate wasn't terrible. You have 4.6. Right. 4.625 is where I ended up. It's funny. We had dinner last night and my siblings are talking about their their interest rates at 2.7 and 3.1. And I was like, okay, of course, I'm the middle child at 4.625. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm. It's all good. And, I had a different path in life. <laughs> and just so you know, if you did buy your house, um, even the past year. So um, Kristen's youngest sister, um, or my youngest daughter, um, bought a house a year ago, April. Yep. And she was paying PMI because she put down 5%. I hope you don't mind, Lauren. Anyway, <laughs> so um, uh, I went ahead and, and told her, you know, go ahead and get PMI off. So she, you know, was adulting. She calls me. <laughs> what did she call me? It was, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, she uses the word a lot, adulting. I'm adulting, mom. Okay, well, adult yourself and call your bank and get the PMI off. And the letter that she received from the bank when she first got it, I am so thankful that she gave it, sent it to me. She texted it to me and she's like, oh, well, I guess I can't do it because the letter said, let us know your upgrade so we can take your PMI off. That's a lot of bull. Right. Okay. First of all, I said to her, no, that's the bank thinking you're a regular consumer and will think, oh, I didn't really do upgrades. How can right. I do that? 
So I said, no, it has nothing to do with the upgrades. I was there at closing. There's nothing in your banks, you know, in your documents that said that. So she went ahead. She paid for the um, appraisal. Right. I think it was $600 or so, $650. Right. But it doesn't matter. Her PMI was like one, almost 180 a month. I said, so it takes you three months, right? A little right. more to pay, the, to get even with that. But right. she went ahead and did that. So she's waiting. She's waiting on her result. But the appraiser told her, and I did run comps for her. I gave her three solid comps. And she, and. It was, you know, the low, I think she paid 269 for a house. Right. And then the lowest one was 330 Right. The higher one was 385 You right. know what I mean? So the appraiser told her, you'll, he, she said, this house is on your block selling for $500. you will have no trouble. But she's still right. waiting. So right. I told her, when you finish, when you get it, when this is through, I said, you're doing a video with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you should. I mean, listen, if you're, if you're in that spot, especially if you bought, you know, 12 months, 18 months ago, you've this is a great opportunity for you to reach out to your bank and get PMI removed. That's going to save you monthly in the long run. And, you know, it's really, you do have to be diligent. You have to be, you know, really stay on top of them to do it. Cause this took her a while. Yeah. Well, and, and now and, well, I had two other buyers that bought for me and were doing the same thing. One, it took over three months and right. he fought tooth and nail with them. Another one was given a choice of BPO, which is broker right. price opinion or an appraisal. One was 150 and one was like 600. Right. I said to him, I, for me, it really, you know, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter because the, right. the souls are the souls. I said, but just know when you do this and they come, I said, let me know. I said, I will pull comps and give them to you to give to them. Right. You know, but the, the other, um, the other person, um, said that the, they, I don't know if it's shady, but what happened was that he had the, um, they used his, um, heated square foot, but when they used the comps, they used the. Um, gross square yeah. foot, the total square foot. And that was his argument. She's like, you're not even comparing apples to apples. Either right. move mine to gross or move theirs to heated. Right. That's when they're... Right, total. Yeah, so that, that, that's what they did. So he took him three months, but he argued with them and got it off. Right. Well, good for them. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so if you need help with that, let us know or call, reach your, you know, whoever helped you buy a house and say, I need comps because right. you should be doing that now. Absolutely. Get, take advantage, save that money. Um, you know, I mean, some, some PMIs, you know, $50, $60 a month and some's, you know, $200 a month. So mm-hmm. really you could save yourself quite a bit of cash. I'm sure everybody could use that. And what extra is PMI cash just for those who don't know? Uh, private mortgage insurance, okay. right? So that is when you finance less than 20%, it just kind of insures the loan if you default on it, uh, you know, kind of lets the bank off the hook for um, the amount that you. Now, if you are FHA, um, that never goes away. You can't get that off. Really? Yeah. I just heard that the other day, which is so strange that I would like, I have to verify that, but yeah, it was FHA. They said, you can't get off the, you, you can't take it off. So when next FHA loan, I close when they're reading all the, right. I'm, I'm going to pay attention to what right. they say. You know? Or maybe is it, you can't get it off early. It has to go through a oh, certain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it has to go through how long, how you're making your payments for when it comes off. Right. Naturally. Right. Even if you're paying, if you're paying extra to the principal, then that's going to get you there quicker. Right. But you can't get it off by doing an appraisal or. Right. Yeah. And so my loan, because I, because when I closed, I was actually the, the appraised value that they gave me and I argued with them on it, but I didn't win. Um, The appraised value that they gave me versus my down payment, which was 10%. Like I actually, it showed that I had. <clears throat> you know, 20% equity in it and they still required PMI and I can't get it off for five years. Ah. I have to pay five years and then I can apply to get it off. And you were conventional? I was conventional. Interesting. Yeah. So the value was there, but because the purchase price of the house, it was only 10% the right, down right, right. payment, even though I had 20% equity, according to their appraisal, they said no. 
Did you read? Did, so, you, re- did you read that in your docs? It was. Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. I so, totally so did. So was really lucky then. She was really lucky that she's able to. So definitely, you're gonna have to look at your mortgage docs or call your lender or yeah, call, just call yeah, the call, bank. Yeah. No, don't call the bank. Call the bank and tell no. them I want it off. Argue for yeah, it. Well, I mean, because <laughs> I don't know. I would call your lender that you, you know whoever it was your main contact. I would call them first and yeah. just say, "How do I do this?" And then maybe they'll be able to. But it's definitely in your closing docs. Right. So that's interesting. I'm going to have to pay more attention to when they get to that section of, I, I you know, I, I, I sit there closing and I hear it and it's so redundant to me. Right. You know, oh, you have a fixed loan and it can never, it's not adjustable. You know, you just say, you know, okay, okay. You, know? <laughs> you sign your life away. And... Yeah. And then the PMI, they talk about that. And so I'm right. going to have to pay attention. But that's, that's what um, some, some lender told me the other day. It's like, yeah, you can't get, you can't proactively get it off of FHA ahead of time. Right. You so, have to get to your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either pay more principal to get there quicker or just wait until you get to do your payments where it's 80, 80, 20%. Yeah. yeah okay, interesting. very interesting. Very interesting. So definitely some things that, um, you know, were going on. I know we didn't, uh, we could talk about it. We didn't really talk about this at all, but uh, the vacant land sales. Yeah, so we um, had uh, 22. Yep. 22 vacant land sales. Compared to 21 less in April of 2022. Yeah. So about the same. Yeah. Um, but land is such a hot commodity and, um, you know. It doesn't look like there were any big parcels sold. I mean, the the biggest one was uh, for cash and it was um, nine, 9.67 acres. Right. On uh, Absher Road. Yeah. Yep. But that was, that was the biggest one. Otherwise, you know, they were normal size right interesting up to like five acres nothing like huge huge um crazy properties yeah Yeah, no no yeah so wow i just saw the the one that sold on mustang court five and a quarter acres for one hundred twenty-five thousand. that's out in uh bailey ranch isn't it yeah yeah, that's pull a up nice the one, one on uh, uh, Jack Brack. Look at that one. Okay, yeah. Got to look this that one. Up. There is one big one there. Oh, wow. So that one on Jack Brack, uh, 5550 Jack Brack um, Road. How many acres was it? Uh, 397. Yep. And that, I will double check. Let's see. Um, that was. Where are the acres? Yep, 397 acres. Yeah, yeah, I finally fixed the auto <laughs> pole. <laughs> and and it sold, uh, let's see, it sold for $16 million. That is nuts. And, I, you know, I know the, the property address says Jack Brack, but you can see there, um, I'll, I'll save yep. a screenshot, but it kind of, you know, splits all in different areas. Um, yeah, so and they look fun. like some... It's big, big development out there. You yeah, know? absolutely. So that's down on Jack Brack. Right? So that was the big, Cash. big one. A lot of cash wow. going on with land. I mean, there's only one, two conventional. Yeah, no, absolutely. Three conventional, three conventional rest cash out of the 22. Right. And so that's that's pretty crazy. Um, you know, again, land is such a hot commodity, especially for developers looking for parcels to um, build communities on. So uh, definitely a valuable ass, you know, resource right now. And that's the one thing I've always said is, you know, you that's the one thing you can't make more of. Yeah. Once it's gone, land, it's gone. <laughs> So, um, so land is definitely still a hot commodity. So, uh, if you're sitting on some acres, you never know, take a look. I'm sure they're, well, I'm sure they're reaching out to you proactively anyway, yeah. <laughs> trying to, trying to get a hold of that land. Um, but, uh, so definitely some different things going on in the market this month. And I'm curious to see how it plays out over the summer. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, and speaking of land, we, we listed, um, a property at, uh, Simmons road and yes. that's 5.51 acres, beautiful property. And Simmons road runs behind the, um, St. I call it the St. Cloud loop. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody does. <laughs> Anyway, it's over there by Outback, and what else is there? Uh, you got like a oh, Hobby Lobby uh, yeah. and, you know, Marshalls. So and that's Ross. the road right before the light when you're coming um, west and coming out of St. Cloud towards Kissimmee. And it's like, 
I feel like that's St. Cloud to me. Even right. though it's a Kissimmee. I feel like address. until you pass the overpass. Yes. That's but that is Kissimmee. It's but anyway, so that's um that's a nice piece of property. They also have additional acreage to go along with it. So we're looking at another um, eight acres or less that you can um, add on to that 5.51. Right. Um, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they don't, you know, they've been offered, they have a lot of acres out there and they've been offered by developers, but they don't, the, this family really doesn't, doesn't want to do that. You know right. what I mean? And they could have done that years ago, but they know how long it takes when a developer buys and you have to wait. Right. You know, whatnot. So, um, but it's, it's just a little hidden gem there. It's a little hidden gem. Hidden gem so it really is. It really is. Isn't, yeah. isn't the little farm, it's called Hideaway Acres? Yeah, Hideaway Acres. <laughs> and, and there is a whole a whole part, front part of uh, of the land that um, they board horses and not, and they're not selling any of that. They, they love their people. They love the people that board and, right. and that's all staying there. Right. Um, so it's just their personal part of the residence that they're selling. Right. So And it's a really cool house. Um, I mean, listen, for any anybody that doesn't like a cookie cutter house, this was a really uh, Sarah Suzanka is no, the architect. Yes. I did, I did. Uh, she she had this beautiful design, and it's really great for creatives. Um, you know, I'm I'm particularly thinking about like all these Imagineers that are coming here. Like this would be the perfect house for somebody that doesn't want to live in Lake Nona, like because it's got property. Um, it's a beautifully designed house. There has to be like a porch on every, uh, the whole house has a porch. Um, I mean, basically uh, to the corner of where the, the owner was saying like the, um, right side of the porch faces due north. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they north, did that so. for the sun, for the windows. For, yeah. It was so much thought went so, into yeah. this and they have these really cool, um, gallery. It's actually the, the architect called them a gallery and it's basically the main hallway. When you walk in the front door, it looks all the way down through the master bedroom. If your door is open, um, you know, you could see right out to the back. Um, but they have all these like little alcoves that you can hang artwork or you have sculptures or whatever. And so like, for me, I was like, this is like a creative's dream, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and this uh, particular home has a screening room where mm-hmm. they actually do screen films that are in post-production. Yep. Um, they're in, in that industry. And so, like, it's really cool that, like, they have so many unique features. Um, it's a beautiful house and land, which is really nice. And, and and I was really surprised when we went out there, though, how quiet it was. Oh, I know. For being in such a busy area. That's what I mean. It's, it's, uh, the name says it all. Highway right. Acres. It really is. It's like tucked back there and everything's like so lush and green and pretty and it's serene. You can't believe that like, you know, what, a couple hundred yards away is like 192. Yeah. And you, yeah. you just, it's really, it's really, really beautiful piece of property. And it does have a seven stall. Uh, horse store it does you know, and has a arena you know right it's a attack room yeah. like it's got it's got a lot of stuff three car garage yeah you know, detached carport. and it's yeah. huge it's yeah. not like a small three yeah. car garage um it's a, just a really beautiful home so um i'm hopeful that they'll find the right buyer for it like i said i can't imagine that an imagineer wouldn't want to live in something like this and the windows the windows are just incredible I loved them all. Yeah. So, beautiful, um, beautiful home. Beautiful, beautiful home. home. You, can you sh- th- show footage while we're talking? Yeah, sure. I'll have Q edit that in. You hear that, Q? Edit <laughs> yeah. note. <laughs> um, but uh, so, anyway, so that's a great piece of property. It's got a little bit of land uh, and some additional acres if the buyer would like it. So, um, but that's pretty much it for the real estate market. If you guys have questions, comments, uh, anything for us, you can go ahead and give us a call at 1 844 St. Cloud. That's S T C L O U D. Or email us at discoverstcloud at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or leave us a comment. Yeah, on YouTube. 
That yeah. always that's always easy. Yeah. Then we know you're watching. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know we're not talking to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you in the next episode. All right. Bye.